All views expressed on this program are opinion. They do not represent Satori Mortgage, NMLS, 4190, or any affiliate. Please consult with a licensed loan officer before making any home financial decisions. Welcome to the Mortgage Talk Show. I'm your host, Steve Conklin, sitting here with Jake Giraffe from Satori Mortgage. What is going on today, Jake? Uh, not much. We got a good show, though. Yeah, we always have a good show. You know, Our well, best today? We'll see. To be determined. Man, so many. <laughs> it's like that really good band, you know, so many classic hits that just, you might need two CDs. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, we have the Mortgage Buzz. Hot topics, hot takes. All right. Uh, our article here is U.S. Federal Reserve unveils proposal to ease regulations for larger banks. This is some doom and gloom stuff, huh? <laughs> uh, this goes back into, yeah, pull up the article here. This is, um, you know, this goes into kind of our, what everybody thinks is going to happen, right? It really goes into the theory of, uh, the what it kind of well, repeats it the, itself. Well, it was the Dodd Frank reforms that we talked about a couple months ago. I think yeah. this is one of the first shoes to drop. Yeah, um, it's you know there there are yeah yeah they're they're really pushing to to change to change the the banking system again. Um, you know, I guess with anything there there's good and bad and everything. Um, you know. From the Fed, it's it's a little interesting um, that that the Fed wants to do something, mm-hmm. but it's 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 signaling that the uh, you know it's definitely you know it's definitely signaling that that that's how it's going to end up. I think I definitely think there's going to be some major major uh, rollbacks coming. How how that affects consumers and how far they actually go uh, it will be very interesting. Um, again. You know, we're we're definitely not doing a lot of the products that we did that you know really really didn't help us out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they created that huge recession, but at the same time, I mean, if they start, you know, they start going back and you know rolling back everything that they they put in place to stop it, you know, who's to say? Yeah, and well, we talked about uh, the other week about how the CFPB is uh, under the crossfires now too with the Kavanaugh seating, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, it, there could be definitely some changes on the horizon here, and then you add technology and a bunch of other avenues in it, and it, the mortgage industry and housing and stuff could look very different here in the next few years. Absolutely, it could be the some, uh, some bad. Yeah, it it could be. Yeah, it's I I definitely think there's there's just like anything in life, there's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm. You know, um, do do I think it's uh, in my term? You know, in my what, 12 years, 13 years, or whatever I've done it now, I, I've, I definitely think we're in a very, very good place, and I like it. Um, but with anything, I guess, you know, there, there's obviously things that I don't like. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I think overall, I, I, I feel like every everything's very transparent. Mm. Um, if anything, I, I think they should maybe get a little harder on the disclosure, especially the three-day rule. Like, you know, if you're... If you're gonna disclose something and change the numbers, why why wait three days? That that's my you know with the trid and, and some of that stuff. It's that that's what you know. I don't understand. Like I, I understand having the final numbers and then waiting three days, but 
that was the goal and now it's you know people have got around it so like i said i i think there's 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 always room for improvements but we're going to definitely see in the next couple of years i think we're going to see some some big changes to to a lot of things yeah absolutely all right, our next one here is more single female home buyers than single male buyers. Ah, that is catching up with the times, huh, Jay? Yep. What is Beyonce saying? Single ladies or whatever? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean I, I I see it. I I you know, I think just I think if you just do the mathematics, I, I think there's just there's more single females that are able to buy a home than men. I know um, education's catching up. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, we, we deal. You know, now that I think about it, actually, we probably we probably deal with a lot more single females when they're buying homes than men. Yeah, in the article here it says uh, 63%. Still, the dominant number is from you know the married couples. Single females is 18%, while single male is 9%. I so it's, it's a significant difference. You know, nobody's gonna hold you to this, but why do you think? Um, I, I wonder if there may be some m- mobility concerns. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure where that would come in. Um, uh, preferential for renting versus buying between between gender. I, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, I, I just it's it's kind of I find that kind of interesting, but you know, I I guess I. I've never really thought about it, but I definitely think it's an interesting statistic. And, you know, the more and more, I, I definitely think it's going to get more and more lopsided because, like I said, the, the sheer the sheer mathematics behind it is there is more females and there is more females that are able to buy a home than there are men. Yep, absolutely. All right, our next one here is one-third of homeowners fund renovations with credit cards. This is very popular it's always been popular always be popular um do we recommend it yes and no i mean i I guess you know situation and planning always renovations one of those catch words it's like what's the renovation you know is it is it going and buying a sink on a credit card you know or is it you know going and putting a bathroom in on a credit card Mm -hmm. um you know i see it all i see it all the time and even though i you know, I don't know. Like it's it, it's it's definitely it's definitely not not surprising and I don't think there's any one strategy that you know when you're looking at doing a home project and you're you're looking at trying to figure out how to get money for it. Um you know, I I think it is smart in a sense not to use your liquid cash, especially if you don't have that much. Mm-hmm. Um I I think that's not a horrible idea. Um paying a little bit of interest on $1000 is I mean, what do you pay an extra hundred bucks you know that's i don't think that's 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 killer but you know if you're if you're putting thirty thousand dollars or you're maxing your credit cards out you know there that that could lead to some issues down the line yeah and what the future plans are you know is this going to be something that you are able to charge off immediately or is this going to be something that's going to stay on your credit cards for extended period of time that can make a big difference too. Exactly, and then you know that's one of the things that you know when we look at doing cash out refis and stuff, you have to you know you really have to map out and you have to say okay, well you know in four years, you know what's the disposable amount of money if you have if you make pretty good money and your debt situation is pretty low and you know you're looking for short term financing, um, it's it's not a horrible option. You know if you don't have the equity, it might be the only option. 
Um, if you do have equity, maybe you could look into doing like a home equity line of credit or something. But, you know, even that is that's a tedious process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it, it there, there's certain barriers to everything you do. Um, you know, I I guess if if you could do one home improvement project, what would you do, Jake? Uh, you'd have to ask my wife. Wow. But uh, I would say that probably something with a bathroom. Man cave? Yes. If I get 100%, say man cave. <laughs> Redo the nursery into a man cave? Um, I'd be in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they, you know, they, I mean, I I think bathrooms are, are generally, you know, the number one thing. And, I mean, you think a bathroom remodel could probably cost you anywhere from, especially, if you're like me, somebody that's not handy and you got to call in for everything, it's probably, you know, 15, 20 grand where, you know, if you, if you do it yourself, it's 3000. So it's like right there, that renovation, you have, you know, tons of price points. Um, you know, do you wake up on a Saturday and want to go do it? I, I've done stuff like that before where I said, I'm just going to go do it today. And, you know, and then that credit card is a great option, but I would say if you, you know, if you're looking for anything over 5,000, especially any major repairs or anything like that, I mean, there, there could be better options out there, um, you know. And again, it really falls down to cash flow, yep. equity position, um, and you know, just do you want, you know, what do you want to do? Well, and two, I think it's something is, are you looking to make this into a finished, you know, exactly what you're looking for, or are you going to put a bandaid onto something with your renovation? You know, the credit card might make a little more sense if, yeah, it's like I have a leaky sink. I need a new sink, you know, makes total sense to do it on the credit card. But if you're like, I have a small bathroom, I'm thinking about turning this into a large bathroom as well as getting high-end fixtures and all that type of stuff, then it might make sense to look into some other financing options. I, I, I find it interesting to hear where it says millennials are more likely to pay with a credit card versus those with 35, 35 to 54, um, even though I'm in the 35 to 54 I've uh, completely switched my way of doing things, and I tried to put everything through points. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I generally, you know, get one nice trip or, or one one present a year off of just doing nothing more than using my credit card. So mm-hmm. maybe that planning. skews it a little All bit. All about planning. But it is absolutely about planning, and that is the music. So we will see you after the break. Again, we're Stephen Jake from Satori, uh, Satori Mortgage. This is Chad, owner of AM950, here to tell you about Snap Construction. They're experts in roofing, siding, window, and insurance restoration. They have energy-efficient products available for both residential and commercial properties. This spring, when we needed a company to take a look at a problem with our roof, I called the company I knew I could trust, Snap Construction. I've known Ryan, the owner at Snap Construction, for years, so I knew I could trust him. Don't just take my word for it. Check out their reviews online. They are arguably the most well-reviewed exterior contractor online in the metro area. Over the years, Ryan has always said the same thing to me about his work. If we build it, shouldn't we be held accountable for the work indefinitely? He backed that statement up years ago when Snap Construction was a pioneer in offering a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee on all their work. For a free estimate or general questions, call the locally owned company AM950 Trusts Snap Construction at 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP, or find them online at snapconstruction.com. They have financing options available. 
This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Catch New Beginnings with Freddie Bell, Saturdays at 11 on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Enjoy a delicious home-cooked breakfast or lunch away from the kitchen at Milda's Cafe, now open seven days a week. Milda's Cafe has been cooking up family favorites since 1964. Grab a coffee and sit down for a delicious Philly scramble, house-made rolls, or Denver omelet. Stop in for lunch where you'll find authentic Finnish pasties every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Open weekdays 6 to 3, weekends 8 to 2. Milda's Cafe on Glenwood Avenue, four blocks east of Penn. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together, we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. No matter what your taste, you'll find the music you're looking for at the Electric Fetus. Pick from rock, pop, international, roots music, and so much more on CD and vinyl. Or create your own compilation of favorites with the exclusive Mix and Burn CD station. Only available at the Electric Fetus. Dust off your vinyl or just make some space by turning your unwanted music into cash. The used selection changes daily, so check out the new arrivals often. 2000 4th Avenue South in Minneapolis and online at efetus.com. Welcome back to the Mario Stack Show. I'm your host, Steve Conklin, sitting here with Jake Giraffe. How's it going, Jake? Good. How was your break? Brief. Brief. <laughs> At least you you know, threw another Change word in there for short. I see that. Took out the that. thesaurus a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Did you use your smartphone for that? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, as always, we have, uh, we have questions, and, you know, we try to give the best answers we can. All right, our first question here is, if I buy Lakeshore property, do I need special financing? Ooh, this is a trick question, because you might. Um, generally, no. Um, you you know, it's just generally a home with higher taxes because you're on the lake. Um, but obviously, you got nicer amenities. But, you know, there could be interesting cases where I've seen, you know, I've seen um, where it's not parceled correctly, um, people buying a couple parcels, um, you know, doing niche loans such as teardowns, um, you know, and, and there's, there, there could be possibilities where you might need some type of special financing, especially like a bridge loan or something. But in most cases, no. Lakeshore is very, very common. Same with Ocean Shore. You might need flood, flood insurance, but, you know, lake insurance is just a standard loan. Um, you can pretty much do every product there, there is out there in, this, you know, in the market. Um, the one thing you should be prepared for is that your appraisal may cost you more money because anytime uh, there's 
you know, features to your home, such as having a really big home, being on the lake, you know, a golf course, things like that. Sometimes generally the appraisers will charge you a little bit more money because I guess it's harder to comp out or I don't know. Yeah, but. I, I, I'm sure that there's partly the comps there because the house down the street that may look the exact same is going to have a very different valuation of being on the lake versus off the lake. Absolutely. So you don't have as many to go through. That's the hardest thing is comps. You know, so comps are comps are pretty hard. Um, and you know, it all depends on where you're buying lakeshore property. But you know, generally, if it's in a in a, a city or, or something, or it's oceanfront, I mean, generally you're going to have enough homes that sell around there. But you know, if you have three cabins on the lake and the rest of the houses are off the lake, yeah, it's, it's generally harder to get comps. But again, you you pay for that. Um, there's adjustments to be made. You know, obviously people realize that, you know, it's more desirable usually to be on a lake than not to be on a lake um, in any waterfront in general. But, yeah, it's a good question. All right, our next question here is, how much cash can I take out of my home? All right, this is really um, varies from person Depends. to person, right? <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's a very basic, you know, question. Um, there is all types of products now. Some products I'm seeing are allowing people to take out 90% of their value. So if your house is worth 100000 you can take out $90,000. Um, you know, there's there's stack mortgages where you can do a, a conventional standard mortgage on the first and some type of home equity line of credit or second mortgage on the second. Um, you know, your balance, um, your credit score, your job history, um, all that stuff goes into play. Um, and the best way to find out is how, Jake? Uh, talk to a loan officer. Preferably Satori Mortgage, and you know, sit down and say, "All right, well, I want to do this, or I'm thinking about doing this. What are my options?" It's 100% free, and you know, it's a good way to start. Yeah, get that plan. All right, if I have foreign income, does this work for a mortgage? All right, I'm having this question today, um, so I thought I'd throw it down there. Uh, yes and no. Um, foreign income is tricky, just like foreign assets. Um, certain. You know, certain lenders are going to take them, which is that's another reason for a good mortgage broker is that I have lenders that will look at that. Um, and really, they want to show that you have a two year job history. Um, so, you know, and I'm, I'm doing one right now where it's in the, you know, they have they worked in the UK um, for a few years, not for an American company, actually had had his own company and then came over here and, and got a good job with the company. And we're able to tie that together because it's documented. I've had a, a few cases with, you know, Ecuadorians from uh, people worked in Ecuador to up here, fed Canada. So, yeah, generally you can. Um, now, if, it, if you're getting foreign income, then it might be a different type of loan. It might be like a, you know, a foreign national loan or, and stuff like that and then more portfolio. But, you know, usually if you have income and you can show it, there's a good chance that people want to lend you money. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and as, as always, what do you do first? Talk to talk, talk to the loan officer and see your options. See what, yep. Check those options. Make a plan. All right. All right. Our next question here is, why does everyone want to close at the end of the month? This is something that I've racked my brain around forever. And the only thing I can think of is that, you know, there's two things. Is one, you don't you pay less interest. Um, two, you a lot of leases expire at the end of the month. And three, people just like stress. <laughs> because I, I, I can't for the life of me 
you know, I always, I, I generally joke that I like to do closings mid month because especially for purchase loans, because you, you kind of work in the opposite of the cycle. Um, so, you know, your title companies have a lot more time. Um, generally you have a couple of weeks to move out of your apartment or your house or, you know, not every, I, I understand that not everybody has that luxury and, and sometimes it's a necessity, but you know, I can't tell you how many people, I, I mean, just have so much stress because it's just, they, and they don't need to, you know, if you, if you, it's like I say, if you, if you need to do it, um, I think it was something that was probably put back in the 1900s or something that was the time to do it. And I understand but about the, you know, the, the interest, um, daily interest, but in reality, um, I would always try to avoid it if you can, because like I said, it's, you know, if you have the luxury to have a couple weeks buffer, it's always better to take the couple weeks than to try to schedule. I mean, I have people that try to schedule it down to like 15 minute intervals yeah. and it's like, wow, you know, it's a, you have, you have tons and tons of different parties. You have stuff moving from all over, you, you know, even if you have, even if it's the cleanest deal in the world, you know, if somebody doesn't wake up and go to work to wire money that day or, you know, if somebody just doesn't do the job, like I, we had one closing today where the wire was off, you know, nobody's fault, but stuff happens, mm -hmm. you know, it took a couple, couple hours to fix. It just, I mean, that, that just like anything you do in life, you know, there, there's, there's mistakes that can happen that it's, you know, it's just normal, normal stuff. Well, and think about it too. So you're working with a, a lot of different people in the process mm -hmm. when you're doing a mortgage, um, on the 30th, 31st of the month, you know, maybe they're closing this uh, lender has like 200 deals to do. Mm -hmm. But if you close on the 13th, maybe they're closing 10. Exactly. So think of, you know, their stress level as they're going through this as well. Exactly. I, I think it's, I always, it, it's, it's, it's very chaotic in the, in the mortgage real estate industry at the end of the month, um, title as well. And, you know, like I say, I, you know, I always, I always, I think it's always better to try to do it mid-month. Not everybody can, but, you know, to answer that question in a roundabout way, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just think everybody, you know, like I said, I, I think that's just how it used to be. An honest answer. All right. Uh, our next question is, what is Freddie Mac? So I got this the other day. Um, I think it's a good question for somebody that doesn't understand mortgages. I think a lot of people know Fannie Mae. Um, I feel like Fannie Mae is a little bit more out there. Um, they know of FHA. Um, but Freddie Mac is a conventional loan program. It's pretty much identical to Fannie Mae as far as what they do. They're both government-sponsored entities Correct. as well. And, and so they, you know, they provide conventional loan options to people. And you know, they, write, they write the rule book. Um, they have a little bit different um, lending options than Fannie Mae. Which it's it's kind of nice to know. Um, not a lot of not a lot of loan officers, not a lot of people in general know the the slight differences. Um, for Freddie Mac, for instance, you know if you get a, um, we're doing a loan streamlined accept, you only need one month of bank statements. For Fannie Mae, you always you automatically need two. Um, you know Freddie Mac, you you don't have to pay for the the lending class. Fannie Mae, you do. So I mean, there's 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 a lot of little you know nuances that you know it there there. To me, they're a lot different, but to the average person, I, I you know, they're they're pretty similar. Um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, and you know, Freddie Mac's a it's the huge it's a huge housing government sponsored entity that that provides loans. I think this is an, another part of where the experience and knowledge comes into it too. Is you know, just 
if you just randomly pull a loan officer and be like, this is my situation, they might just only go to one of these because that's where they've always worked and that's all they know. Oh, and I mean, there's there's stuff behind the scenes, like as far as like findings and other things that I can tell you right now, even people, unfortunately, that work for us, under us, they, they have no idea um, the difference between Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae programs. Mm-hmm. They, they look the same on, you know, they all look kind of the same. So those little nuances can make all the difference. Absolutely. Um, definitely, definitely with rates too. Um, you know, like it, there really is a difference. And honestly, that if somebody can't know the difference and can't tell you the difference and doesn't shop both differences, then you're not, you know, we're, what we talk about, you're not getting, you know, the your true point. value. Yep. So, all right. That was a really good show today. Absolutely. <laughs> all righty. Thank you for listening. We're Stephen Jake from Satoria Mortgage. Right, Have a great day. To, yeah. Talk to you next week. All views expressed on this program are opinion. They do not represent Satori Mortgage, NMLS, 4190, or any affiliate. Please consult with a licensed loan officer before making any home financial decisions.